It wasn't. You ready to start over? <laughs> Catherine, come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you caught it at one minute in instead of... Yep. <laughs> I noticed Wait. the recording button was flashing and the numbers weren't increasing, but it's now working, so... Okay, so let's clap again then. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Three, two, one. This is the Still in Motion podcast where we talk about dance and dance photography from both sides of the camera. Take two. I'm Jonathan. I'm Catherine. We and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're running into some technical issues, but hopefully this sounds way better because we've upgraded. We're both recording on separate recorders now instead of using a web-based program. Uh, but there's a learning curve, so we apologize if this sounds a little funky or weird. We're still getting used to this new setup. But yeah, <laughs> it should sound better from now on, hopefully. Our last episode, the content was really good, but it sounded really bad. So we, yeah, uh, I was cutting we definitely it, yeah. both sounded like we were sick. We were not sick. We listened to it. I actually was like, maybe we shouldn't publish this one. But then we decided to <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, but now we have recorders and things should be better from here on out. So thank you for putting up with it. <laughs> and I'm really excited. You know, we're, we're growing. This is getting closer to i think what both of us had in mind because yeah. good good audio quality really does make a difference but it also is you know an investment so we wanted to both make sure that we were committed to doing this before spending money on recorders and all that stuff yeah so. i mean right up front we like bought microphones and you know things like that but with like i don't know there are platforms to record online for free like we are using zencaster and i think that's fine but at the same time like my apartment's wi-fi is like not always that reliable and this is gonna just be it's my (laughs) just kidding my wi-fi was always kind of (laughs) weird let's be real though it was (laughs) so yeah we're upgrading it's exciting yeah well other than that how's your week it's been good um it's been really really busy i've had like a lot of photography things and it was my my last week at my old jobs. In the last episode, I talked about that I have a Woo! new job. <laughs> so it was it was kind of a lot because every day I was like, well, this is my last time teaching at this school. This is That's my crazy. last time working at this place. Yeah. So, How did your kids take it? Um. Oh, it was kind of awkward. <laughs> I told my Friday class at the beginning of class that I was that was going to be my last day. And they're like normally really like silly and chatty. And they uh-huh. all just like stared at me and like weren't breathing. I was like, Aww. oh, this awkward <laughs> silence. I don't like it at all. But but that um, means they really love you. Yeah. You made an impact. <laughs> it, because, yeah. okay, I had the total opposite experience <laughs> a few <laughs> weeks ago when we, so at one place, uh, we go by semester, but our semester is a little different where like our fall semester actually ends in January. So on the last day, not all the kids sign up for the spring so some of them were saying goodbye and this one girl was so happy so i don't i almost want to say proud the fact that she wasn't coming back in the spring she was telling everyone i'm not gonna be back so this is bye bye you know and she just like she was just like zipped out the door i was like okay well 
obviously I will not see you again. And well, you can't win all win them all. So well, if bye. she doesn't want to be there, then it's for the best that she doesn't take the class. Like you don't want people there who aren't excited to be there, you know? Yeah, and she was talented. She was—I don't know—I always had problems with getting her to focus. I couldn't tell if what I was giving her was too easy or if she just didn't want to be there. But I just never was able to like get through to her. So yeah. Anyways, that was one of the few times where she left. I was like, okay, I don't feel bad at all. Bye. Yeah, I've (laughs) always had some kids that that I've been like, like I would actually tell some kids in my classes if they really seemed like they didn't want to be there i would sit down with them and i would be like what after school class do you want to be in Mm. like what else is happening on this day because you don't have to take this class like my pay is not affected by if you're in my class or not like and they would always tell me that they like really wanted to be in like like archery downstairs or like a cooking class or something and i was like you need to tell like your parents or your babysitter or whoever tonight that you want to be in a different class and you can switch like you don't have to be here (laughs) You know, like it's not worth it for you to like have bad behavior and for me to be like convincing (laughs) you to do the project. Yeah, I wish I had been able to have that kind of conversation. It was just hard because this particular child also like would always come to class late, Mm -hmm. which is not her fault. Like she's getting dropped off by her parent or some guardian. But then right after I would go straight into teaching another class and they would all leave. So I never had the, the chance to talk to them. It's always tricky, too, because with classes like that, like you don't you don't know what's actually going on in their life, you know, and like what's affecting like them being late and them maybe like acting kind of different or something like. Yeah. Well, and actually actually, in the beginning of this, uh, our fall semester, I had actually tried doing uh, something in the beginning of class where we did a rosebud and thorn at the beginning of every class where we sat in a circle and, you know, rose is something that went well. A thorn is something that didn't maybe go as well and a bud is something you're looking forward to next week but that particular class was so rowdy we wasted i i'm not even kidding like 20 minutes i think in the beginning of class doing that because they would talk over each other they would get so excited they would run you know like so after a while i was like well we're just wasting time and it i'm just like helping brew this like crazy energy with you guys just sitting around so after a while we stopped and they actually were asking like, oh, why are we doing our rosebud and thorn today for like a couple weeks? And I was just like, well, we're just going to go straight into class because you guys were never paying attention. So we're not going to do it anymore. Yeah, it was taking too long. Yeah. So I tried, but they also just didn't like take it very seriously. And I tried for like a good three months because I realized it takes a while for, you know, those things to really set in and them to get used to it. Yeah. I I was hoping that after a while, you know, it would turn into a more not serious but they would actually take it more seriously and some of them would but some of them like this one girl just never did and it was just hard so Mm. i don't know each each class each studio each age group you know it takes a different formula and i just didn't quite find the right one for that that particular child so anyways um so are you currently unemployed or are you actually going straight to the studio no i'm I'm starting straight at the studio on tuesday nice yeah just like like a weird week of just like having the last thing of everything but um yeah yeah. what have you been up to i had a really busy photography week all of a sudden it you know it goes from not really anything going on to all of a sudden a lot of crazy things i uh just this past weekend friday night i took pictures of a dress rehearsal that was at dance place and then saturday and sunday i was taking pictures for the Ailey extension, which is like 
Alvin Ailey Dance Theater's um, like official teaching program or studio uh, dance studio program. They were holding some workshops in D.C., so um, I was taking pictures of that. And then also Saturday night, I did a headshot session. I was like driving from D.C. to Columbia, back to D.C., to Greenbelt, to D.C. It was, it was just a lot of driving back and forth, and I have so many pictures to edit now. And they all have roughly the same delivery time, which is crazy. <laughs> so, because they all happen at like the same time. Yeah. Uh, so the pa- the next couple weeks are gonna be a lot of me in front of the computer watching Netflix while I edit. Yeah, <laughs> I saw your um your Instagram story of the trunk of your car like packed full of gear. Oh my gosh! Yeah. And well, that, because <laughs> that same yeah. day I had like a photo shoot as well. So I had my super heavy backpack with like a lot of lenses and a tripod and like all of these things. And I was like, if only I had a car. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, cause I also, <laughs> and this is me making work for myself, but I also had a personal project I had to do that night. Um, and yeah, it was just really crazy. So I ended up like on Saturday, I think I, I had gone to bed at four the night before. Cause I had to do work for dance place i woke up at eight o'clock i drove to rockville for um an appointment and then i was out until 1 a.m i got home i literally put my bags down i sat down on my couch and i woke up the next morning it was like eight o'clock oh no <laughs> yeah i hadn't like taken my jacket off i hadn't brushed my teeth that's how tired i was <laughs> and you were driving jonathan <laughs> well i felt fine driving but then the moment the moment i got home i think my body was finally like okay yeah we're safe so now go to sleep <laughs> sleep immediately <laughs> yeah i don't know how you stay up that late like i just i just pass out <laughs> i've always been a night owl i mean it's i definitely can't stay up as late as when I was maybe in college and I start to feel it more, but I don't know. I've tried to get up early to do work and it's just never really stuck. Hmm. I've tried multiple times to instill that habit and yeah, doesn't work. <laughs> well, I think it's hard if you're staying up till four, then you can't get up the next morning. Well, when I was trying you know? though, I would go to bed <laughs> at like 10 or 11 and try to get up at like six to do the yeah. same work that I would yeah. do at, you know, 1 a.m. But it's also just really hard when I have rehearsals. Sometimes I go till maybe nine or ten, and then I get home at eleven. And having to go straight to bed makes me nervous sometimes. Instead of just getting the work done and then yeah. going to bed, because then you have to trust that you're going to get up the the next day and do it. Yeah, which I realize if you do it on a regular basis, then you instill that habit, and eventually it gets easier. But yeah, I don't know. It felt like I would I would be going strong for like a week. And then all of a sudden something would happen that would totally mess up my sleep schedule and then <laughs> it would get really hard and I would just go back to my normal schedule. So anyways, yeah, maybe at some point I'll try it again. How did your shoot go? It went really well. So it was the first time. So I bought, um, I have a new speed light, which I got for Christmas, which I mentioned, I think before, but it was, I didn't have like the trigger for it. So it was kind of stuck on my camera, which is actually harder <laughs> to use because as you move around the space, you have to be like calculating what walls you could bounce off of yeah and changing your power and all that yeah it's really tricky but i just bought the transmitter when i went to bnh to buy this recorder and you spent a lot of money yesterday it was it was a large purchase (laughs) i was a little nervous but you know it was worth it um so much easier having it off the camera i like i don't have a light stand but the little base for the um uh 
that speed it comes light with, yeah. that it comes with can screw onto a tripod. So I brought my little tripod and oh, just nice. set it like in a corner, kind of pointing like up uh, at like maybe a 50 degree, 45, maybe a little bit more degree angle up into the corner. So it wasn't like straight on flat light, but it was a really like long rectangular space. Um, but I just had it on ETTL mode, TTL mode. So it was just oh, like, yeah. as I was moving, it was adjusting the power appropriately and look at the the photo the lighting in the photos looks really good a couple of them the um speed light like didn't fire i don't know or it like didn't recharge fast enough or something and it's actually funny to see those pictures and compare because they're super dark (laughs) but the photos with flash almost don't look like they have flash that's but then when it wasn't there yeah that's that is the goal for sure so it was a lot of fun really made me realize uh just that like well obviously at a performance you can't have flash that would be really annoying and like you can for events and photo shoots and things but like really all the time I feel like it's good to just add some light to the space like that like I was shooting a rehearsal um to get just like marketing images for a choreographer and like grant writing images oh those are the pictures okay because I saw them on your Instagram story Yeah. yeah yeah you totally can't tell that those had flash yeah and without the flash it's like completely dark Maybe yeah. I'll do like a before and after or something. On oh, that'd be Instagram. fun. Um, um, but real yeah. quick, let's let's explain some terms since we're trying to be better about yeah, that. Yeah, we are. Uh, so a speed light is the big flash that you see on cameras. Um, sometimes it's not the flash that is that is like built into the camera. That's terrible. You should basically never use that. But a speed light is better because it gives you more power. You can also twist it so you can change the angle of the light. Um, and then what Catherine bought is a trigger so it doesn't have to be connected to the camera and she can still fire the flash whenever she wants. Yeah. So when you're using a speed light like on your camera, you typically don't want it to just point like straight forward. That's why like when you say like you want to use flash or something and people cringe, it's because it like sometimes people just shoot it straight forward and it looks bad. But to make it's it look very really flat, it makes yeah. your skin look oily. It's Yeah, it's gross. <laughs> but to make it look nice you have to like bounce it off of walls because it makes the light source bigger um but if you're like moving around and it's on your camera you have to be like swiveling it constantly to like point it up point to the side point it the other way you like you hope a dancer isn't like standing behind you and you're gonna blind them (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah just having it stationary in the corner so easy like shockingly easy for the pictures to just like look good yeah, and then TTL so. is kind of like a smart or auto mode for uh, flashes where it because it's still connected to your camera through the transmitter, it can kind of meter or read the light situation in the room. And so it will continuously change its power setting to adjust for what it thinks you want. And then you can always tell it, I actually want it a little bit darker than that or brighter than that. And that's called exposure compensation. Um, so even if what it thinks is maybe too bright, you can tell it to darken down from what it thinks. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's super useful, especially for events where you're always moving around and things like that. Yeah. And I will say too that using uh, TTL mode uh, doesn't work with your camera in auto or any sort of auto m- mode because then it doesn't know like your camera settings are changing and your flash settings are changing and everything's changing. So even for this oh. thing, yesterday I was not in auto ISO, which you know I like. <laughs> <laughs> I was just... All of my settings were just locked in. And then depending on, you know, 
if the dancers were further away or we needed more light, then the flash was adjusting the settings. And I was changing the exposure compensation on the flash. Gotcha. Nice. Yeah, it was fun. But I have I have had that. And then I had that show I did last weekend, which I still haven't finished editing. And then on, I shot another show on Friday night. <laughs> so I'm Man, in the same booked. the same boat of like all day editing today all day <laughs> that'll be we should do we should do an episode where we're both editing as we're recording i wonder yes. how that would because you know how like <laughs> sometimes you just need something to do while you edit because it can get so tedious i watch youtube so, yeah I, <laughs> we should just have like a recording session where it's just like us talking that'd be funny and, but that would go for hours though because there's so much editing to do it's right a, now a 12 hour podcast special oh my gosh <laughs> if you have a really long road trip you can just listen to Catherine and jonathan edit their photos <laughs> <laughs> oh man i had a random question yeah so you know how you use we've talked about how you use auto iso when you take pictures yeah and we we both back button focus which means we've reassigned a button on our cameras so our thumb can focus and then the shutter button just helps you meter, right? Mm-hmm. It kind of takes a reading. So if, for example, you're taking pictures of a show and it's a black curtain in the background, kind of like what most dance shows look like, mm-hmm. if you use back button focus to first focus on the person and then you move your focus point to recompose the shot, once you once your finger goes down on the shutter, right, to take the picture, it will first meter, but then right. it's metering on the black curtain, right? So wouldn't it so how come it doesn't always underexpose your image or overexpose your image? You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? What my question is? Yeah. Um Okay. It's just a random thought that I was like, No, this oh, is interesting. Like, you know yeah. these are my favorite topics about like very <laughs> intricate gear things. The first thing I'll say to that is I don't know if I have ever taken a photo, taken photos of a show with a black curtain in the back. Um, when oh, I think okay. back to the spaces, they usually have like white walls and things like that. Okay, so that's the first part. The second part is because I like to be pretty zoomed in. Um, I find that the dancer fills up most of the frame, and uh-huh. so there's not a lot of like black or white empty negative space around the dancers that the camera is metering off of. It's usually off of their bodies. Because they're oh, and filling because you up. use evaluative metering, right? So it kind of takes yes. in the whole screen. It takes in the whole thing. Not just the focus point. Okay. Yeah. And then the last thing I'll say is that most of the shows that I shoot are really dark. So my camera is already maxed out at like the highest ISO that I'm allowing it to go to, which is 6400. Gotcha. And so the only times that auto ISO, the auto ISO really kicks in is when it's really bright and it allows it to go down to like 5,000 <laughs> you know it's not like it's bouncing around like 800 ISO and like okay. working from there the photos are typically underexposed just because of how dark it is um that being said the show I shot on Friday I actually wasn't in auto ISO and I was using spot metering and it was really dark but um I was doing that a little bit as a challenge, but also just because the performers were using like flashlights and I wanted to, I was so hard. I was changing up the look to get sometimes like, uh, most of the image properly exposed, exposed and the flashlight really blown out. And then I was 
getting other images where things were like unusually dark, but I was metering off of like where the flashlight light was hitting. <laughs> uh, cool. And then that was properly exposed, but the rest of the image was like completely black. Uh-huh. Um, so I was kind of just like having some fun with that um, because I was in a situation where the different light uh, brightnesses in different areas was like so drastic. I had I took pictures of a show once where they use flashlights and I wished that my camera had in body stabilization because mm-hmm. I was trying to do a slower, sh- like a one second shutter speed to get to see if I get streaks in the image, like as they're moving the flashlights. Oh, cool. But my hand was just never stable enough. Yeah. And I I never use a tripod when I shoot shows. So I, it didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. I don't use a tripod either, but sometimes I do put the camera on the floor and then I can do like long exposure stuff. Yeah, I think like in, the, on the in the moment I just didn't think of that, and it, it was a weird perspective. I think if I had tried that, but yeah. Anyways, yeah. I I really want a camera with in body stabilization. Again, yeah. going back to our whole mirrorless conversation. <laughs> yeah, I do have a thought. So I um, spot metering on our cameras is always the very center, right? And when yeah, you move the focus meeting, point, it's yeah. not metering off of the focus point. It's metering still off of the center. Oh really? Yeah. Like oh. I think it's only the like I thought it I thought it metered off your focus point. I don't think so. I mean, we should like look into this more, but like I was trying to figure this out the other day. I'm pretty sure that there's like a a faint like I'm circle in the this center. While you keep talking. Um okay, and for our listeners, spot metering. <laughs> um so evaluative metering is when the camera looks at like the full image and sort of averages things out to figure out how bright or dark it is. But spot metering prioritizes looking at like one spot and properly exposing for that one spot, not the whole frame. So if you like move your focus point <laughs> over like to focus on something on like the left it's not actually exposing for that spot. It's just focusing on that spot. Is this correct? Is this what you're finding on Google? Yeah, sorry. I couldn't really hear what you were saying because I was trying to read something, but uh, it sounds like you're right. It uses the center point. It doesn't use any focus point for spot metering. Which is so annoying, isn't it? Yeah. Because then exactly if you are focusing on, if you're in spot metering and you're focusing on a dancer who's like off on the right and the black curtain is just in the center, you're spot metering off of the black curtain. Yeah, although I'm curious, the this I found a uh, like discussion board on Canon's community website, and this is like 2016. I'm wondering if by now there have been some, although uh, probably not. Uh, For our curious, cameras or newer know. cameras, I think they're they're higher level cameras. The spot metering moves with the focus point. Yeah, I don't know. And uh, well, our camera came out at around 2016, right? It's actually pretty old now. Yeah. I guess ours, at least, it does just for sure use the center point. But, I mean, I feel like at some point they would address that. Or I guess it's not a big enough issue that or they're worried they about leave that other things. They may, maybe that's how they get people to buy their higher level camera, right? Like, I, I know that the higher level one, the 1DX or whatever, the spot metering and the focus points are the same. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, I, I, 
I can't imagine anyone like that's the one selling point where like I wasn't sure if I was gonna spend this extra three thousand dollars. Oh, okay, I can spot meter with all the focus points. It that makes a big me. difference though, right? Because otherwise, I mean, you're... I don't know if anyone really uses spot metering. I feel like everyone I talk to uses evaluative or you know like some other version. I use or it for they, things. Or they take a picture and it's too dark, so they change the settings. Like you know, like the metering on your camera is a nice like starting point maybe but i mean for the longest time i didn't even use the metering i didn't even like notice it until maybe two years ago i think it's cool that on like the windy x it does that but i don't think anyone cares about it that much <laughs> except for us. i do <laughs> <laughs> I, that's what i said except for us yeah i don't use spot metering well with the exception of this show on friday i don't really use it for shows but there are times when i'm doing like events and headshots where i definitely am using it and would like it to follow my focus point but we're probably getting way too nerdy about this we should probably (laughs) move on (laughs) so now that you're done with your show do you have any other projects coming up well i'm i have a show on april 19th um so we're it's a bit shorter than the last piece that we made um i'll either show like an excerpt of that other piece or like the so the piece that i showed what was it two weeks ago at this point last week i don't even know anymore but um it felt like it didn't really have like uh the right ending so maybe Mm -hmm. at this next show i'll make a new ending for it or something and just show that ending um but we'll definitely show something related to this past piece but we're not really like rehearsing right now we're kind of just taking a break (laughs) yeah and you should breaks are important Um, have you guys still been rehearsing yeah, well, we came back from like a week and a half break, and oh my gosh, the first rehearsal, <laughs> we're like, let's review the section. Okay, ready and go. We got like two moves in, and then we all looked at one person, and we're like, wait, what's next? Oh, <laughs> we no. all started laughing. Uh, that's <laughs> like the it was still in our breaks. bodies, but you, you know, we just needed a, ref- a refresher. So, uh, yeah, no, it's yeah. been going well. Um, it's, I mean, we're getting really close to the show, which is kind of crazy. So yeah. getting there, getting there, um, I need to make sure I go to sleep earlier so my body doesn't fall apart in rehearsals. How, has your back been doing better? Yes. Knock on wood. It's been doing better. Uh, and thank you for reminding me. I need to start doing my exercises more. So mm-hmm. again, it's one of those, oh, it's just so bad. I'm, I don't think about it until my back starts hurting and I really need to be doing them every day, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, also, I was going to mention, if you want to see a little excerpt of Catherine's piece, she posted a little snippet on our Instagram, so you should go check it out. Oh, yeah. I posted a few seconds of it. The space looked really good with the white floor and the white wall. It looked really nice. Yeah, it was, way. like, super bright. About it. Yeah. It was, it was fun. Oh, my gosh. I'm. This is so unrelated, but <laughs> I had this, like, really weird experience in dance class yesterday. <laughs> so there's this, like, one... Um, dancer who teaches like around New York at a few different places and like I love her class and I used to always go on Wednesday nights to like the where she taught at Gibney where like most of my friends take classes and stuff but now with my new job I can't go there anymore so I like messaged her on Facebook or something and I was like where else are you teaching she said that she was teaching a beginner class at this other place that I like I hadn't been to before and she was like yes it's a beginner class but you know, it doesn't matter because most of the class is like improvised anyway and like whatever. So I was like, yeah, that's totally fine. I went last week and she wasn't there. We had a sub and the sub was 
nobody told me that there was a sub even when I signed in and I was like hi I'm here for like this person's class and I said her name they were like sure and then it was a sub and the sub was like teaching a jazz class like a beginner jazz class which is not at all what this class oh my gosh was supposed I to wish be. you had footage of that I want to see was, you doing jazz it was super bizarre and awkward and especially weird because like it was a beginner class and I'm not a beginner really so <laughs> then I I left I came back I went yesterday uh, the teacher that I was hoping to take class from was actually there but as soon as I get into the classroom well I get into the studio I also have my camera bag my tripod this other bag I'm like loaded down with stuff I like plugged my speed light batteries to like charge <laughs> like I oh, was so just they you know, you taking pictures no <laughs> I just like you know it's all of these people who like had just a water bottle and like walked oh, oh, there and uh, I yeah, just yeah. you know I'm definitely an outsider and also <laughs> carrying everything I own on my back <laughs> and this person this uh dancer walks over to me this like older woman and she's just she comes up to me and she's like uh what did she even say it was like she just started talking to me immediately like if she wanted wanted something or like I forgot something in the hallway or like like not in like a conversational way, but it was very aggressive. And she was like, you were here last week, weren't you? She was like, you're really good. Why are you in this class? Why are you here? <laughs> like, like not in a welcoming way. <laughs> and I was like, uh, is this a rhetorical question? I was like, oh, I'm here to like take this person's class. Like I take her class a lot. I know her. She told me to come. It's just really unwelcoming. And so I, you know, I went up, oh, I said hi to the teacher Everyone was like giving me these weird looks, but the class was exactly the same as it is anywhere else. Like the teacher was totally right. Oh, I thought you were right. going to say she did a jazz class again. <laughs> no, it was not a jazz class. It was just the same. <laughs> like the, the same as her class always is. Like, yeah, the people in it hadn't taken it as much. Right. But like the structure was the same. The stuff she was doing was the same. I got the same out of it that I would have basically if I had taken it somewhere else. It was just oh, like, great. It's so interesting to see like how the people in the class like really do kind of like change the energy though like the yeah, difference no, between totally. taking class like taking class at Gibney's a lot like taking class at Bates it's like all of those people like people that we're friends with who are you know they think about dance in a very certain way and then teaching at this other studio you have like a lot of older people who don't dance regularly you know and yeah like why are you here but <laughs> it was weird <laughs> I'll probably so go back gonna... next week <laughs> okay I was gonna ask if you're gonna go back again well, should... I just love this class so much and I don't know, I can't take it anywhere else. So I have to. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to get used um, to Well, hopefully that there. old lady will eventually start to warm up to you. Yeah, well, they definitely don't like me right now, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, should we get into Discovery of the Week? Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll go first. If you guys don't already listen to the Joe Rogan podcast, I highly recommend it. I don't listen to every single interview he does, but the fact that it's such a long form conversation, I just really enjoy it. But recently he had Daryl Davis on. Have you heard of him? Uh, no, I haven't. Okay. It is such an interesting story. He's a, so Daryl Davis is a musician, but he is also, um, he's African-American or black and he is the first black person to write a book about the KKK. Oh, wow. And he went and he sat down with like clan leaders and clan members to do interviews. And I mean, I started like looking him up on YouTube and he's on TED Talks about this and everything. But mm -hmm. he's actually 
converted a lot of clan members so that they're no longer in the clan. But he was talking about how, um, his experience meeting one of the, uh, I think they call it a, a, a grand dragon, which is like the leader on like the state level for one of the KKK groups and what that was like and just his mentality into going into a conversation, talking to someone who's clearly against you or has very different views. And the fact that he has been able to talk to these people, he's become friends with a lot of them and eventually they've left the, you know, the clan and it's just, it's an amazing story. Um, so I highly recommend checking out like him in general. He has a lot of stuff on YouTube, but the conversation on with Joe Rogan is really good. Awesome. Yeah, you should. We can put the link or something. Um, wow. My um, my discovery of the week is like not similar, but also similar. <laughs> um, I so I like used to read a lot more than I do right now. Um, because I like had I would read on the trains and stuff. Um, like the subways around New York. But recently, I like have just haven't like. I don't know, been able to like get my book out of my bag on a crowded train and actually read. So I've been like reading the same book for way too long and couldn't remember what was happening in it. Um, but I just bought it as an audiobook uh, a couple days ago and in just like two days have already listened to past the point that I had been reading in before. Just like, nice. cause I'm like, I walk around so much. Like if it's a 20 minute walk to the train and then 20 minutes back like I can't read and walk at the same time even though I have seen that in New York and it's dangerous <laughs> um but I've just like do you think do you think reading and walking is more dangerous than texting and walking I think they're probably similar but if you're really like engrossed <laughs> in a book I don't know that's not smart there's too many streets to cross yeah um but yeah I've just been like listening while I walk around and um it's been really nice to be like enjoying a book again i was thinking i might try to listen to it while i edit today but i think i might it's one of those kind of books it's called a gentleman in moscow it's really good but like it'll be kind of uh i don't know i can find out (laughs) it's by amor towels it's really good but um it's one of those books where they're kind of like rambling on and on, like telling some story that seems like a tangent. And then all of a sudden they just like drop a couple words that are like really important. And if you don't hear those words, then you don't have any clue what's going on. So probably not the best book to listen to like while editing, because I'll definitely miss <laughs> the important bits. But audiobooks, they're great. Do you ever listen to audiobooks in the car? I don't. I had an Audible subscription at some point, but... I stopped it. Um, I listened to a lot of podcasts. I found, yeah, and I've I've thought about doing more audiobooks, but um, I just haven't gone into it yet. So yeah, maybe I, I went should. through a phase for like a year after moving here of only listening to podcasts, like constantly, like everywhere I would walk, I would listen to like six hours of podcasts a day, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then I got kind of sick of them, so I stopped. Cool. Well, that wraps up this episode. Oh, I want to say I apologize. The past couple weeks we've been not very good about getting the episodes out on wednesdays and that's totally my fault because i'm the one that edits these so if they're ever not out on time that's because of me so sorry about that everyone it's okay (laughs) life got a little crazy (laughs) we've been busy but um send us an email at stillinmotionpodcast at gmail.com 
and mm-hmm. follow us on Instagram at Still in Motion Podcast and check out our personal Instagrams. Mine is at Catherine.Butler and Jonathan's is at JC Media. We're not spelling them anymore, so figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> or we'll put them in the show notes, maybe. Uh, and we Find a way. Say, <laughs> and we want to say thank you to Shannon McConnell for composing the music for this podcast and Amanda Blythe for our graphic design. And we'll see you all next time. And hopefully this sounds amazing. Yeah, after fingers I crossed. Edit it sounds this. great. <laughs> all We're right. Excited. Bye, everyone. All right. Bye. That's pretty good. Okay. I hope. <laughs> I don't. We'll this see. Is, this is kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we don't know, but hopefully it's good. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to stop my recording now. Okay, I'm stopping mine too.